Welcome to the International Gospel Hour, and dear friends, please stay tuned today as we turn back the clock and once again hear our first speaker of the International Gospel Hour, Brother V.E. Howard. It's a special day here on International Gospel Hour, and we wish to share it with you. Stay tuned. On Jordan's stormy banks I stand, and the castle is full Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? Thank you to our J-Web and greetings to all of you. We are delighted that you have chosen to listen to our broadcast today. And if you are a new listener to our broadcast, we appreciate your choice in listening to our studies of the Word of God. We are honored that you have joined us today. And today is a very special broadcast as we are going to reach back to April 4th, 1971, well over 50 years ago, and hear the late V.E. Howard, the first director and speaker of the International Gospel Hour. We want to have all the time available for this special lesson on the Pearl of Great Price from the Chapel Assembly of then Fried Hardeman College, April 4th, 1971. And with that said, dear listeners and friends, It is my privilege and honor to introduce our special guest speaker today, Brother V.E. Howard. The greatest treasures in all the world are to be discovered, to be enjoyed in the Lord's Church. The treasures of the kingdom are incomparable to all of the great treasures of all the kings of all the earth. I'm hopeful that I shall be able to at least bring some practical lessons for your meditation concerning these great treasures that are hidden, if you please, or contained or found within the Lord's church. The kingdom is like unto a merchant seeking goodly pearls. And having found one pearl of great price, he sold all that he had and bought this one pearl. As I have emphasized already, the church of the Lord is the kingdom of the Lord. The kingdom of the Lord is the church of the Lord. And surely we all understand that. There's some things significant in this lesson today as it relates to the pearl of great price. Indeed, it is a pearl of great price. You will observe that this merchant was seeking for the pearl of great price. Different from the treasure that was hidden, the man did not have such a treasure when he found this hidden treasure. But this merchant evidently possessed some pearls because he was a merchant dealing in pearls. But he wasn't satisfied, evidently, with what he had, or at least it did not give the satisfaction 
that the potential satisfaction was an evidence when he found this one pearl of great price. So I want to suggest to you, first of all, that all the accomplishments of the world and all that a man might have, still there is a vacancy and there is something that is lacking if he is not a citizen of the Lord's kingdom, if he does not possess this pearl of great price. There have been those who have sought after and have gained great riches in this life. There are those who seemingly make that their goal in life, to attain honor, wealth, riches. But even so, they aren't satisfied. They aren't happy. Some of the most miserable people in the world today are those who have gained the greatest fame among men, honor among people. Among this number, there are great numbers who eventually commit suicide. There isn't anything that gives to them that real joy and happiness, the feeling and sense of security that they really are looking for that may be discovered in the Lord's church, the Lord's kingdom. So whether one may be the poorest person on earth or the richest person on earth, the great values which are eternal, everlasting, with joy and comparable, are those in the Lord's church. And it is incredible to me that there are those who today, even some among our own people, who would seek to minimize the Lord's church. I was dismayed just a few days ago when a man told me that a person who is a teacher in one of our colleges made the statement that he would not tell a person that he was a member of the Church of Christ when he first began to try to teach him the truth. This to me is incredible. I want you to know today that I am glad to have a part, to be a member of, to be a citizen of the Lord's kingdom, the greatest value on this earth. And I want others to know about it. I hope I'm not misunderstood, especially in the position that I occupy as a speaker on radio. But a few days ago, a man made the statement that there is no need any longer to try to convert people by means of radio. That is simply to say, just don't be specific in your sermons. Generalize and just open the door and then try to convert them. I don't believe that. I think this is evidence of a general attitude of apology. My Lord's church and my Lord's kingdom means more to me than that. I want people to know about Christ and his church, and I want to tell them about it. And that's what I'm trying to tell you today. This merchant, as I pointed out to you yesterday, was a good merchant. 
He was a merchant seeking for the pearl of great price. He wasn't satisfied with what he had. He wanted the best. It is evident that this man was a merchant seeking goodly pearls who was acquainted with this particular type of merchandise, which gives further emphasis on the fact there is the need of knowledge to know what we're looking for, to study, to give diligence. A man who is a dealer in pearls, for example, is not a dealer in pearls simply by accident. He has studied. He has analyzed. He has looked. He is able to identify a genuine pearl when he has found it. Otherwise, he might be the loser. How many of you in this audience today would be able to identify a genuine pearl? Hardly anybody, unless you have made a study of it. The qualities, the characteristics, the color, the size, and all of these things, even of genuine pearls, may determine its value. You might have, for instance, a string of pearls that might be worth genuine pearls, that might be worth a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars. Somebody somehow must know the value. If you were to walk into a store today to purchase a string of pearls, would you place your confidence and trust in the person from whom you were making the purchase, or would you know yourself? Very few would know. But this merchant was prepared by reason of training and study. He had read, no doubt, manuals and books, if we were thinking of it in today's terms and application. He had studied this matter, and he was able to distinguish between the genuine and the substitute. And so that's what he was seeking for. He knew what he was looking for. One of the great troubles today in the world is so many people don't even know what they're looking for. And there are others who do, because they have given study to the Bible, the Word of the Lord. This manual, if you please, this little book called the New Testament, will enable you to be able, enable you to identify the pearl of great price, the Lord's church, the Lord's kingdom, and distinguish it from all else. You can discover the great and eternal values if you have prepared yourself by study and investigation. Acquainting yourself with the characteristics, you should know something about the origin of the Lord's church. You should know that Christ is the builder, was the builder of his church, the founder of his church. You should know something about the qualities of the Lord's church, the terms of membership in the Lord's church and the Lord's kingdom. You should know because you want not only the value for yourself, but that you might be able to impart it to others. This man was a good merchant seeking the pearl of great price, and he evidently knew what he was looking for. Sometimes we use the expression, you know, that we just open our mouths like a little bird and let the mother bird bring along the nice, juicy, fat worm or whatever it is, and down it goes without any reservation of choice. That's unfortunate. 
So many people seem to have an attitude today about religion. It doesn't make much difference about what a man believes, just so he's honest and sincere. This is all wrong. It's all wrong. This man was seeking the pearl of great price, and when he found it, he recognized it. He was able to identify it. He was able to distinguish between the genuine and the substitute. You know, there are so many substitutes in the world today that, well, there are some good substitutes for good things. Who knows? The next few years, the way things look right now, that you won't even have to bother about the grocery bill. You can simply swallow a pill, and then everything is... I'll tell you one thing, I, I'm not furred. I'd rather enjoy the eating. But we have a lot of substitutes today. But let me tell you this morning, are you listening? There never has been and there never shall be a substitute for the Lord's kingdom. Many people are fooled, if I may use that expression, deceived. Many honest, sincere people have simply been deceived. Let me give you an example. Some years ago, a young man walked into our jewelry store. I was in the store, and he came to me at the counter. And he said, Sir, I would like for you to give an appraisal on this set of rings that I have purchased. I glanced at his set of rings and was aware immediately of what he possessed. I replied that we do not make it a practice of placing a value upon merchandise purchased from someone else, and especially what you have. But he insisted that he wanted to know. I asked him, where did he purchase it? He said, in California, when he was separated from military service. I said, in that case, I'll tell you. First of all, what did you pay for this set of rings? He said, I paid $250. Someone had sold that young man a set of zircons worth about $50. Mounting stones and all. Deceived, lied to him. He didn't know the difference. He didn't know the difference. He had become a little suspicious because of the discoloration that had set in. He didn't know what he was buying. There are many substitutes today, ladies and gentlemen, in the realm of religion. Don't be deceived. I say this kindly, but I tell you frankly, you need to be a good merchant and know what you're looking for. You need to study and acquaint yourself with the characteristics of the Lord's church, the Lord's kingdom, so that you can be sure and not be misled or be deceived. I suggested to this young man that he go back or at least report this matter to the Better Business Bureau or the Chamber of Commerce or someone. A person like that shouldn't be allowed to do business. But he was deceived. There are many substitutes for many things, but there is no substitute for truth. Jesus said, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Thy never has been, and thy never shall be. The Apostle John makes it very clear in Second John 9. Even to court error, to have fellowship, 
with those who teach error is to be an accomplice. Whosoever goeth onward and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the teaching hath both the Father and the Son. And then he goes on to warn, If someone comes to you and bringeth not this teaching, don't receive him into your house or give him greeting. But if you do, you become a partaker of his evil deeds. I do not believe that anyone can court or favor false teaching and false practices in the name of religion and not be an accomplice to that error. We should be sold on the pearl of great price, the genuine, if you please, and not a substitute. Some years ago, a friend of mine in the town where I lived, a preacher of a church that was broadcasting on the same radio station on which we were broadcasting. We often talked about our radio responses and so on. And he said to me, you know, we are most nearly like you. In one way, that might be considered a compliment, but I could not refrain from saying to him, why not let's both just be like the Lord's church, and then we would both be alike, wouldn't we? There are many substitutes, good people, for many things, but there is no substitute for this pearl of great price. And once this man found this pearl of great price, he sold everything he had to make this one purchase. It's worth it. What you can contribute in this area, maybe you're not aware of fully yourself, but it may be great and tremendous. If you pardon me for personal reference, my mother, who today is at the point of death, has been, was, and has been a stabilizing influence for the Lord's Church and the community where I was reared. I was reared in a divided home. My father was a deacon in a denominational church for 25 years, just as honest and sincere and devoted to that cause as one could be, I think. My mother was a member of the Lord's Church. She never wavered. Her faith never weakened. On Lord's Day, they parted their ways. Daddy went in one place, my mother went another. The children sometime went this way, sometime that way. I want to tell you, that isn't easy. And if you've got a divided home, you need to do a lot of thinking and praying and get right with the Lord. But you know what? Because of the faithfulness of that mother, that woman, in the Lord's kingdom, the church in those days when I was a child was consisted of just a few members of that family. But today is a active congregation in the community. And if you'll pardon me for saying so, proud of it, really I am. Three of her sons are elders in the Lord's Church. We've taught many people the truth. And who knows... How many of you in this assembly today may sometime face similar circumstances? You may be in some of those similar circumstances today, but let me tell you, 
There isn't anything in all the world, as I can recall my mother impressing upon us over and over again. Even, I am sure, that was one of the major factors that ultimately influenced me to devote my life to preaching the gospel. And I returned home time and time again for 13 long years until I finally baptized my father into Christ. And though these many years, he has been a faithful soldier in the Lord's kingdom because a mother, a wife, really, realized the true value, the real pearl of great price that she held on to it, on to it, wouldn't give it up, even sometimes under adverse circumstances, most unfavorable, but holding on to the greatest prize, the greatest jewel, the most precious jewel in all the world. Your faith in your Lord, in your God, as a citizen of the Lord's kingdom, as a member of the Lord's church. And I want to tell you again, young people, listen to me. Are you listening? There is no substitute for it. You know what? You can go to town today and you can buy a string of pearls that might cost you 98 cents. That is, imitation pearls. You might buy a string of pearls that would be $1.98, $5.98, $10.50, whatever. Still simulated pearls. Just the imitation. Look like, shape like, color like, but they aren't genuine. And if you were to have this building full of such jewelry, you wouldn't have anything as an heir. You could put just a handful of real pearls, genuine pearls, oriental pearls, cultured pearls that might be worth hundreds of thousands and even millions of dollars because they're real, they're genuine. There's no substitute for it. And this one lesson this morning I hope you will never forget. There is no substitute for the Lord's church, the Lord's kingdom. Are you a member of it? What a joy to hear these wonderful words once again. Isn't modern-day technology amazing? With that being said, friend, we ask, as did Brother Howard, are you a member of the Lord's Church? We read of the Church of Christ in the New Testament, and there is no substitution for the Church that we read of in the New Testament. Our Lord Jesus Christ promised to build His church as He walked upon this earth in Matthew 16, verses 18 and 19. He purchased the church with His own blood, Acts 20 and verse 28. When He died on the cross, He purchased the church. And Jesus taught as He walked on this earth, and has His apostles continued to teach as well. Jesus taught us of the importance of hearing of His word, he taught us that in John six forty four and 45, to hear and understand in Matthew 15 and verse 10, and for us to hear what he had to say when he would remind us so many times, Verily, verily, I say unto you. And then we're taught to believe as Jesus instructed us in John 8 and verse 24, even John 3 and verse 16. And we understand that, Faith is necessary to please God, Hebrews 11:6. Jesus taught repentance in Luke 13:3 and 5. Confession of our faith in Matthew 10:32 and 33. 
And Jesus taught baptism in order to be saved based upon our faith in Mark 16 and verse 16. That's all one does to be added to the church. That's what they did on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved, Acts 2 and verse 47. Dear friends, we want you to be a member of the Lord's church, the church we read of in the New Testament, nothing more and nothing less. We would like to encourage you to further study on these matters, and that's why we offer, among all the things that we offer absolutely free here from International Gospel Hour, we offer to you a free in-home Bible study course. It's available by mail, and here is our J-Web with those details. Friends, the International Gospel Hour offers for free a Bible study course available by mail. That's right. At your own pace, you can study the Bible in your own home. It's free. Give it a try. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. That's it. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. We'll send it right away. Thank you for your interest in the things that be of God. Dear friends, our mailing address is P.O. Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334. If you would like to write us at International Gospel Hour with any request, that's International Gospel Hour, P.O. Box 118-118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334. I'd like to pause and thank a very special friend, Brother Roger Holton of 91.5 WFHU Radio in Henderson, Tennessee, the radio station of Fried Hardeman University, for granting us the gift of Brother Howard's Chapel Talk from well over 50 years ago. We appreciate the support, the friendship, and encouragement of those like Brother Holton and our friends at WFHU 91.5 in Henderson, Tennessee. Dear friends, we want to continue our studies together with you at another time. We're so delighted you've joined us today for this very special broadcast of the International Gospel Hour. We'd love to hear from you, and we encourage you to continue listening to our broadcast. With that being said, thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. To God goes all the glory. And we hope that our study today will draw you closer to His Word to walk in His way. To listen to it again or other broadcasts, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Oh, be with you.